Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. Um, I might not get to all of this. I don't think I will get to all of this, but... um, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about um, uh, some things that happened Sunday, for one thing. And I also want to get your thoughts of what experience you had on Sunday. And then, uh, depending on how long we go on that, I wanna, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be uh, teaching some things um, of how we can get it to continue to flow. Because that's the desire of God. That's the desire of our heart. That's the desire of the church is for that spirit of uh, power and anointing and uh, gifts of the spirit and operation to continue to flow. Amen? We want that, don't we? Uh, it's, it's a biblical thing. God wants to operate through us in that manner. And what a powerful service we had Sunday. Uh, some powerful things happened. And uh, I do want to hear a few testimonies here tonight of what, what it meant to you or what you experienced in that service. But there's some things that, okay, we, we, we have a service like that and a powerful move of God. And um, I believe that things happen. I think supernatural things happen. Miracles happen. But the question is, how, how come it doesn't continue? Continue to flow. It should. That's God's desire for it to continue to flow. And we do have a powerful experience here in service. There's things in the spirit realm that, that uh, moves in this place that is really a powerful experience. People could receive the Holy Ghost. People, people could be healed. People can be delivered uh, in the presence of the Lord that we felt here Sunday and when we come. You know, it wasn't even, you know, there's been times uh, that we just come to a Sunday service and we have service, we worship, and the power of God just moves through here. It's a deep depth of God's Spirit. Anything can happen in those times. The gifts of the Spirit are in operation. But, but why sometimes is it that, uh, you know, it seems like when you read the Bible, it seems like things just kind of flowed in the Bible where, a lot of miracles were happening. They'd pray for people and they would be healed. The blind would see. The lame would get up and walk. The deaf would hear. Well, why isn't it today like it was back then? Well, why is that? Um, I believe that God wants it to be that way even today. And I also want to say that no doubt there are many miracles that are happening today. Uh, many miracles are happening in our midst, in our church. We hear testimonies all the time of powerful things happening. But I know we want to see it flow even more. But what, what is it that tends to maybe we don't see as much as what we would like to see in the supernatural, in miracles and healings and deliverance? Um, there's, a, there's several reasons. And one of them is the mind's battle with the spirit. The mind's battle with the spirit. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. What, what, what is the difference between the days of Jesus when he healed people? I realize Jesus was God in flesh walking upon this earth. I, I realize that he has all power. If there's ever a healing or a deliverance, it's because of God's spirit, God's power. It's not my power, your power, anybody else's power. I have no power other than what God would give me to pray for someone, and it's the power of God's Spirit that flows through them and heals them and delivers them, fills them with the Holy Ghost. But what, what is the difference between the days of Jesus when he healed and delivered people and raised people from the dead, all those supernatural experiences, and, and also the disciples that were with him, walking with him, learning, and seeing those things, and then he sent them out, and they seen the powers of Satan. Uh, you know, they seen the powers of Satan 
destroyed and things happen, miracles happen. So what, what is the difference? How come we don't see more of that? Um, God's desire is to see more of that because he said, as, as we've quoted many times, you know, and not the exact quotation, but greater things than these shall ye do. That's God's desire. That's God's plan. We're in the last day. Well, you know, we, we need to see more miracles and wonders. We need to see God's spirit move in a powerful way. God wants to use each and every one of us. But there are some commitments we have to make. But there is a battle of the mind with the spirit. And we'll talk about that here in just a moment. But I want to hear... Um, I want to hear what happened to you in Sunday service. It was a very unique and, and interesting service, and uh, it's not something unusual for Landmark. We're used to that. We 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 have seen that. We got testimonies of that. We've we've seen it with our own eyes. We've experienced it with our own spirit, the move of God like that. It's not anything unusual. Uh, it doesn't scare us. It doesn't uh, make us want to uh, hold back from it. No, we want to jump in with both feet and both hands and our whole body and our mind, our soul. We want to we jump into this thing. We want to see it happen continually. I want to see it happen continually. I know you do too. But what, what happened Sunday? What, what, what happened to you? I, I know in the church service, there are things that happen to us individually. It might Something might have happened to Sister Juan that was different for Sister Lonnie or different for Brother Raymond or Sister Kate, Caitlin and, and something different for Sister Sonia. You know, we, we come into the house. The Lord is trying to touch every individual need, not always as a cookie-cutter type of... <laughs> Uh, that everybody gets the same thing. No, we all have individual needs. We walk into the doors of the church and we have individual needs that God wants to deal with individually. And because he wants to take care of your need and what your need might be might be different than someone else's need. So God wants this to happen, but what happened to you? What, what experience? What, what, what did you feel? Um, Brother Raymond, can you... Get our mic for us here tonight, and we'll pass it around and get this recorded. Yes, you will be recorded, but that's okay. The, can we use this? Yes, okay, thumbs up. All right, anybody, what happened to you Sunday? We need to, we need to share some experiences. Sister Connor. Well, you know, um, uh, we've talked about seasons in our lives and um, how sometimes you have that time where, yes, you're praying and yes, you're worshiping and yes, you're reading your Bible, but sometimes you're like, you know, we uh, build relationship with God and we don't go off a of feeling. And so sometimes you go through those times, well, I don't know, maybe all you never do, but I might be a lone ranger in this, but sometimes you have those seasons where it's like you don't feel anything. Like you just, you don't feel anything, you know, and, um, but you continue to pray because you want, you want to continue to build that relationship and you can't base everything off of feeling. But Sunday, the Lord just, washed over me and allowed me to feel his presence again and just kind of bask in his presence and you know um where you you know I was just overly emotional um and when I say emotional I mean like you know you just well I don't have to explain that I was overly emotional mm. and um and just I don't know humbled by his presence and and that you know finally I got that breakthrough of 
just being able to feel, you know, God is, I'm still here, you know, I'm still mm. here, you know, if, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> How many have been through a desert time in your spiritual walk with God? Raise your hand. we got hands here. We all have been through a dry time. Um, it, it's been very interesting um, that me and my wife have been talking about this that um, here not too long ago she, you know, it seems like she would, you know, she would pray and the Lord would just give her a thought and it would just kind of flow so easy. But there was a time she went through some real dry time, but she kept pushing forward. And like you're saying, you keep praying, you keep worshiping God. You keep, and for whatever reason, uh, it, it was like a month before the ladies conference. And I think it was for a reason. Uh, if it was not just for the ladies conference where there was a lot of miracles and, and that she was asked to preach that service because the speaker was not able to make it. She was stuck in Dallas, the speaker, Sister Lois Mitchell. And, uh, of course, ladies that were there seen what happened. It was all God. I think that's what the Lord is trying to show us a lot of times. It's all me, the Lord. Is, and he, he was trying to let us know that trust him. It's going to work out. And miracles. I mean, we're still hearing about miracles. Uh, that God did in those in that conference, but yes, uh, I, and I've been through the same thing. I was able to talk to my wife about that. Yeah, that's time, there's times you go through that, but you keep on pushing forward. And there's been times uh, we've talked about this before too that that uh, I have prayed and I've sought the Lord for the service to give me a thought for the service, and it just did not come. So I just tell the Lord, Lord, I'm going to bed. And if you're going to give me a message, it's in your hands. You know what needs to be done. So I go to bed, get some good sleep, wake up the next morning, and all of a sudden I can't write fast enough. The Lord just gives me some thoughts, you know. But it's all about trust, trusting the Lord. So you're not in this alone. We're all in this. Okay, someone else. Your experience, Sunday. Sister, do you want? I was just really encouraged Sunday. <clears throat> it was such a powerful service, and she said things like, we're not in survival mode anymore. We are in a obtaining mode, and the days of our fighting is coming to an end. Um, I talked to Sister Burke about that. She said that we, since we will be in obtaining mode, there will be victory on all sides and we won't be fighting the flesh, fighting for survival like we have done in the past. Obtaining mode is our, our prodigals and as all the things that she, she said. And it just made me go back to what I was saying last year and the year before. Our prodigals are at the door and we need to pray for them. God will give them strength to open that door and come in. Right. Amen. From glory to glory, she was saying. And Sister Juan, what, what, what happened when you got in your car to go home after church? Or was it, oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know that I'd ever heard that song before, but um, the, the words that I heard were um, from glory to glory. Um. And the Lord is, I can't remember. You guys probably have all heard it, but but those were the words of the song, from glory to glory, yeah. and something else I can't remember now. Which was uh, Sister Marquez's sermon yeah, time. Was, yeah, the song was, that was the first words I heard. I don't know what song was playing, but she, he sang from glory to glory. Mm -hmm. Who's next? What's your experience? I think Brother Austin got us ready for that message with his teaching on Sunday morning. 
You never thought I'd give you that compliment, did you? <laughs> Your last two messages have been great. Anyway, he's talking about us being too busy to hear when God speaks. And we are. There's too much noise in the world. And you said, why can't we be like that all the time? That's why. Because we're so distracted by so many things going on around us in life. And I don't have a whole lot going on with me anymore, but I'm still distracted by what I do have. And what happened to me was she came and prayed with me and touched me everywhere, all the way down to my feet. And I felt a warmness. And she prayed that I would be touched from the outside in. And I believe that God was touching me from the outside in when she prayed for me. And now I'd like to hear what happened to you. To me? I just got some new direction from the Lord for the church. Yeah. yeah. Yes, thank the Lord for that. Amen. Who's next? I was going to wait till Brother Raymond got way over there to Janae or somebody. <laughs> it's a lot more fun that way. Yeah. <laughs> I might have something else to say later. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I kept thinking about um, when she was talking about there's a calling going out. It's like a beacon of light coming through the roof of this building. And I just thought, um, you know, as much work has been put in by this church and by the people that have been faithful, um, it's reassuring that there's there's going to be people that are going to answer the call. People that haven't answered the call here, I believe, are going to start stepping up and and realizing who they are and in God and and what their giftings are. And and I, I definitely hope that we can. Uh, help develop people and and invest in people like we've always tried to do but um, just um, it's reassuring that there are people that are going to answer that call uh, I don't know when I don't know where they're coming from but it's just exciting to know that the beacon is shining and there's hearts that are going to step up to that because we need it we need helpers we need workers and um, it's just an exciting time for landmark and then on a personal level I just felt like a lot of uh, reassurance I feel like that there was some words spoken over us that just reassured us that we were on the right path and kind of humbling to hear that maybe uh, <laughs> maybe um, what we try to do oftentimes is, is not really, uh, like God doesn't really need us to figure things out that he, he, he has it figured out. So we're excited to see how a lot of that plays out and the timing and, you know, just getting reassured kind of keeps you going and it keeps you, uh, strengthened knowing that, you know, you can, you can be productive here. Uh, and you can also know that God's taking care of your future. So, Amen. And as you say that, uh, I know uh, Bro Brother Ayers had taught uh, on, and had us pray for one of our prayer quarters uh, or prayer week and fasting week, pray for an awakening. And I think that's happening with us. There's an awakening. It, it's not that we want to go back the way we were, we want to go forward and be greater than what we were before in an awakening of, of who God has made, what God has made us to do, what he's, you know, what he desires in our life, what he desires for us personally, what he desires for landmark. And there's an awakening taking place. Thank the Lord for that. Who, who else?
Arthur. Arthur wants to speak. Well, we sing the song, um, Waymaker, the bridge says, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. And um, sometimes, a lot more recently, I have gotten just not even discouraged, but almost complacent about the people that I have prayed for for years because it's like there's no change. There's no visible change. And just to hear her say that the fight is coming to a close was just so, I mean, sometimes all you need is just a little bit of hope <laughs> to just keep going to keep praying, to keep fighting for those people. Because um, sometimes it just feels really overwhelming. There's, there's so many people that you want to see come back to the Lord or come for the first time. Um, and so it can feel so overwhelming. But I just felt relief. I just felt relief to know like we have waited for a long time. We as a church body, we as um, individual family units for loved ones and friends that maybe I don't know, but, but God knows and he has been working the whole time. And, and she was talking about stepping into, you know, it's a, it's a new season. It's a new season of, of a deeper power that our church has has prayed for and I think we've had glimpses of and we've had moments like Sunday or other services or even in our own personal prayer lives but like you said I think I think as this as we keep going forward it's just going to be a continual thing when we keep pressing um, and we keep praying for those people and we keep preparing ourselves for when they do walk through those doors sister Joanne that that it will be continual Marios. Um, just shortly, I'll add that um, during the actual service in the altar call, I didn't really feel any specific thing, so I just sort of um, sat back and just tried to um, just meditate on the Lord. And recently, uh, I've just sort of been feeling a like a reaffirmation of what I know I should be doing. Um, and so Sunday after, after, right after service, I was sitting next to here with Janae and Arthur and Sister Marquez just came up and prayed for us. And she, um, you know, she kissed Arthur and she, you know, she, she gave us a, a big hug and it was just like a really sweet, um, feeling. And I just felt, un, I don't really know the word for it besides blessed. I just felt very blessed by like her prayer and it just made me feel, um, like very encouraged to continue on is kind of the feeling I got that it wasn't like new direction. It wasn't some new word. It was just like a bit of encouragement, um, which I, I, you know, it's not that we couldn't go on without it, but it's just sometimes you get encouragement and it just propels you that much more because um, every one of us has a ministry and some part of that ministry is going to be work and it's easy for us to let it only be the work and to get bogged down with what we need to be doing um, and so sometimes it's just nice to remember it's not just the work that there's more to look forward to uh, and there's blessing and there's a reason we're doing these things even if we're not seeing the fruit of it quite yet. Amen. I do know that she, uh, the Lord spoke through her on some things that she didn't even know. So the Lord knew that those needed to be spoken. And that's, that's a powerful thing. God's, God's using a vessel to speak through this church body and to us individually. Someone else? Anybody? Sister Lund?
truthfully, I was somewhat very distracted by Clark during. <laughs> Just saying. I almost got up in the middle and left and took him home. And I started packing things up, and the Holy Ghost said, stay put. Just deal with him. It was not sorry for all that you had to deal with. Um, and I apologize if anybody heard him over there fussing. But when we went up to the altar, I left the pew to go by myself because I didn't want him fussing and bothering people up there. And I knew that was wrong, so I took him up with me. And um, I was praying. You know how we pray for each other when we're up there? I was just standing there praying. And I, I was expecting her. I'd never expected her to come and pray with me. I just, it was not even. And she walked over and looked me straight in the eye. She didn't say a word. She touched my forehead and then very gently touched the top of my head and kept bending my head down until I was in prayer like when I pray. And I have been struggling with, um, maybe not struggling, just, uh, yeah, that's a good word. Um, this purpose thing, you know, that we're, you've been bringing for, for leadership. And, and, and really, like, where does my time need to go? I feel like I'm just running ragged all the time. And what am I supposed to be doing? And I don't know. Am I doing enough prayer? Am I doing enough, enough? And when she took me all the way down to the floor, and it was so gentle, and not a word was spoken, I knew it was God confirming. You know where you belong here. You know what to do and you're staying on track. You know, it was like that confirmation that I've, I've not missed it. I've, I've not missed it, I'm not. Because there are times when it's like, is anything gonna come to pass from our prayer? And thank God for you the other day when you said, it happened exactly the way you prayed. But sometimes, you know, you pray and you're like, Lord, I am not seeing a lot here. Am I even praying right? But it was an, a, a total confirmation to me and how gentle it was. Sometimes I expect God to be very harsh with me, but that's us doing it to ourselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it was such a gentle touch, and I am ever grateful to feel God's hand as a gentle touch. Amen. That's good. Anybody else? All right, we're going to go forward. I'm going to continue on what I was talking about here tonight. Um, but the thing about the service is it was the timing that God wanted to deal with needs. God is moving us forward. He's opening up our eyes and understanding and making us aware that he is still there. He is ministering to us. He is here for us. We're moving forward. Yeah, uh, the fight's over. makes me happy. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the fighting in the spirit. We're not fighting flesh and blood. We're fighting spirits. Uh, you know, the fighting is in God's hands. We just continue to do what we're supposed to do. But there is a battle, and there will always be a battle between the mind and the spirit. So the difference between the days of Jesus and in the days we're living in now, yes, uh, the the noise, the distraction. Uh, but the thing about it, yeah, there's there's distraction, there's noise. But we have a choice. We have a choice to either let it affect us or not, and it's so easy to let it affect us. But it's also important for us to not let it affect us by choices. We can make right choices, and we can block some stuff out and regulate things in our lives uh, and, and help ourselves get focused. Really what it needs to come down to is we need to put God first. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Put God first in everything. Uh, one, of, one of the things that me and my wife have tried to do uh, through the years is, okay, before I go to work, 
before she goes on her activities and things that she of saving the world. My wife's on a mission to save the whole world and not get paid for it, and that's good. That's a good thing. Hey, if she can save the world, I'm, I'm happy. We're all happy. But she is on a mission. But the first thing we do is give our time to the Lord, pray, and uh, uh, put the word in us. And then drink our coffee, eat our toast or yogurt or eggs or bacon or whatever. Uh, but putting God first. Uh, but it also applies with the noise and the distractions. We need to put God first and everything and focus upon him. It really comes down to choice and decisions that we make. So the difference here in Jesus' day and the day we're living in uh, I believe that God desires greater things than those days right now. We're in, the, we're in the end time, and God wants us to be able to operate in his spirit in greater ways. But there's some things that hold us back that includes the noise, but it's the battle of the mind, the battle of the flesh against the spirit. Now, um, sometimes uh, we, we, we're trying to trying to focus on this and get God, uh, give God the, the full attention uh, so he can speak to us, be sensitive to the spirit. But giving God, we need to give God a chance to work in our church and through our lives. We need to give God a chance. How we give God a chance is for us to focus upon him, get our minds focused on him. Not everything else around us. If our minds are, are so sort of distracted by so many things, there, there is a lot of noise. There is a lot of uh, things going on. I mean, we can, if we allow ourselves, our phones, as Brother Austin said, could get us so off track, we forget about God. Our computers, our iPads, our, uh, you know, everything, all media, all these things can get us so distracted that we don't even focus upon God. So what's going to happen? We're not going to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. But we have to intentionally operate in God's Spirit, walk in obedience to Him, be in prayer, be in the Word, walk in the Spirit, stepping out in prayer, stepping out in prayer, hear the voice of God. Like the testimony I gave uh, Sunday, I felt like it was very important because I felt like that we need to we need to step out of our comfort zones and simply follow the voice of the Lord. He's speaking specific things to each and every one of us for such a perfect timing, a perfect place for a per, for a perfect time to heal somebody or deliver somebody, and. The Lord had been dealing with me about that for two days. For me and another guy at the work that is Holy Ghost filled and our boss to gather around before we go out on our service calls because it was pretty lean. We, we weren't having the jobs that we normally have. The weather was not cooperating. The economy was not cooperating. People were just trying to hunker down and hold on to their funds. I understand all that. But we need to operate in, in, uh, in the business that we are operating in and get jobs in. We prayed that morning. We told the Lord in our prayer as we gathered together and prayed before we went on our service calls, we prayed, God, we have done everything that we can do. We need you to do your miracles to bring us jobs. And we just prayed a simple prayer. And then the next day, he showed me that ticket off of his adding machine that said $37,000, $37,300. And we sold that. That day that we prayed came into the company. Now, um, I was there yesterday, and we're, I've turned several jobs in yesterday. And we've got other jobs going, going. And we've got jobs we're selling. And I mean, it's just breaking loose. It didn't just happen. It was because of prayer, because God had a specific time and place for a miracle to take place. So why do these things not happen all the time? I think one thing, we've got to walk in obedience and listen to God. And as we pray, God is speaking to every one of us. 
And I think with the distractions, we're not listening sometimes, including myself, get so distracted that, that God's speaking and we think, well, it's, you know, we just kind of let it go in one ear and out the other. And sometimes we think, well, it's just me. Well, sometimes we think, well, that's, that's not God. Well, God is speaking to us and sometimes we just need to stop and listen to that and react to that and be obedient to that. Because God has some things he wants to do. We need to walk in the spirit, be sensitive enough in the spirit where we can hear that voice of the Lord speaking. He wants to do so much more than what we see, hear, and experience. Uh, we need to find the mind of God to allow miracles to work through us. This is his desire for a time and a place that is his will. Sometimes it might not be his will. But a lot of times it is his will. And when we know what his will is and he's speaking to us, that is exactly what God wants to do. I want to be a part of it, and I know you do too. But as we listen to that, we are obedient to that. If God says for us to go to someone we don't even know and pray for them, there's a reason. God is wanting to perform a miracle that's going to open their eyes and deliver them, and they're going to find something that's going to be a powerful experience for their life. I know that was a testimony in my work for many people, not just the owner of the company, but all of us. It was a testimony of what God wants to do. Uh, but it might not, you know, we, we just, we need to listen to specific things that God's saying. I mentioned here the other day, me and my wife had had a conversation about, uh, you know, every time we preach, every time we teach, uh, and I know the teachers in our, in our church, this is their desire too. We pray and we ask God to show us, reveal to us a word for that specific service. I don't want to just, I'm, there's millions of messages that could be preached every service. I could just say, okay, here's the scripture, let's do this. It's the word of God, let's just preach that, let's pick this out, pick that subject out. No, we need to hear from the Lord for a specific time and place and for a specific need. And when we pray, God will answer that. He will hear us and he will speak to us. And how many times when we hear the voice of the Lord and we're obedient to that and we do what he wants, did a miracle take place? Someone's delivered, someone's set free, a word is given to them for a specific time. There's been times that people, and I don't, I don't say this in any way for credit to myself, my wife, but how many times has it been that people have come up to us and said, did you hear our conversation on the way to church? What you preached was exactly what I needed, and it was exactly what we were talking about on the way to church. We didn't know it. God knew it. God gets the glory because he has a purpose in all of this, in the teaching of the word, in the preaching of the word, and in uh, even witnessing to somebody to give them a word at work, in the store, walking down the street. He puts us at a time and a place that is exact and we cross paths with somebody and they need to hear a word and we begin to be sensitive to the Lord and we hear that word from the Lord and we speak it to them and it's amazing to them because they say, I've been praying that God would speak to me and you were the one that spoke to me what I needed to hear. He has a purpose. A purpose. It doesn't mean that if it's not God's will for a certain time and place that we don't keep praying for these things. There will be a time and a, and a place that God will perform the miracle, but we keep knocking on the door, keep praying, keep seeking God. Uh, the Bible says you receive not because you ask not. If we don't ask, we're not going to receive. We've got to keep asking. Uh, we, need to, we need to come to the Lord with an unwavering faith. Don't let your faith waver in any way. We've got to keep pushing forward. Even when we, so it's kind of when we don't feel him. We keep pushing forward because we know God has this. We trust him. We know he's got a plan. So we keep pushing forward. So one of the main hindrances for miracles taking place, supernatural things play, taking place, is the carnality of the mind. 
The Bible declares in the book of Romans chapter 8 that the carnal mind of man is actually enmity against God. Against God. And when we fill our minds uh, full of carnal things, what we put before our eyes and what we put on our ears and put in our mind, it affects our soul and it affects our mind. And our mind, our carnal mind, if it's full of carnal things, notice it says carnal, uh, it actually is enmity against God. The flesh, the carnal mind. One of the great battles that every one of us face, even after we become born again, is that, and, and, is that battle with the carnal mind. Carnal mind. Um, in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 5 through 9, it says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. That's one reason why the supernatural cannot continue is because if we get caught up in this we're, we're the, for they that are after the flesh, if we're just walking after the flesh, uh, we do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. If we are walking after the spirit, walking in the spirit, we're going to hear from God. We're going to operate in the gifts of the spirit. There's a lot of gifts of the spirit God wants to place in us. We, ought, we need to operate in those things. Powerful gifts of the Spirit. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. But the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, it goes on and says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. And... It goes on in verse 8, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. He's talking about the born-again people. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. We need the Spirit of God in our lives to be a part of him. Some people might say, well, you don't need the Holy Ghost. You don't need to speak in tongues. Well, speaking tongues, speaking in tongues is a sign of the Holy Ghost. That's what it was in the book of Acts, chapter 2. It hasn't changed. It is a sign that we receive the Holy Ghost. And I also have talked about this before, but I also believe that the fruit of the Spirit is also bore out in our lives if we receive the Holy Ghost. But some people say, well, you don't need the Holy Ghost to live for God, but it says if you don't have the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. We must have the Holy Ghost. It's a part of the death, burial, and resurrection. Death, repentance, burial, baptism, resurrection, filling of the Holy Ghost. It's, it's all a part of that. So if, if our mind is only thinking on carnal things, we're not going, it's, it's going to be enmity against God, and we're not going to be able to operate in the spirit like we need to. We, we need to connect with God and the Spirit and get our minds in, in place and check and, and, and be able to be uh, sensitive to the Spirit of the Lord. He's wanting to speak more and more. There's miracles that want to happen even outside of the building in our everyday life, not just in the house of God, but everywhere. It all defines the battle between the flesh and the Spirit. In, in Romans chapter 8. In verses 5 through 7, it's, he says that the flesh is enmity against the spirit. If we allow the flesh and the carnal mind to control us, um, we're not going to be able to be sensitive and operate in the gifts of the spirit like the Lord wants us to. We are placed here for this hour, 2023, for such a time as this. Right now. God has played us, placed us here because he trusts us to be able to walk in the Spirit. But it's all about choices. How bad do we want it? We can see more miracles and more wonders in the Lord if we get our, get our kind of mind in control and walk in the Spirit to listen to the Spirit. It is a battle that we all fight. We all fight. Verse 6 here says, it ties the mind directly to the flesh. Matter of fact, the flesh is not going to do anything 
until the mind tells it to, that, that mind uh, battle that goes on. Verse 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And then skipping down to Romans 8, 12 to 13, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. Verse 13 says, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. What's it talking about? It's talking about if you live after the flesh, you're going to die spiritually. And, of course, I guess you could die physically. If you follow the flesh, it's going to lead you to destruction. But if you through the Spirit do mortify or kill the deeds of the body, you shall live. Your spirit is, uh, the Spirit of God is going to thrive inside of your life. Now, let's go back to the beginning of man. It's 841 right now. I'm not going to go too long tonight, but I want to give you a little basis here we're going to talk about here later. Where did the hindrance start of the mind? Started in the beginning. The creation of man in the Garden of Eden. Think about it. God placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden in the most perfect, perfect situation. Adam and Eve messed it all up. We could have been in the Garden of Eden of all the fruit and things and in full control of the Garden of Eden. The greatest thing about heaven, of course, with my wife, is that she could talk to the Lord. But the second thing, or I, well, I hope the second thing is that she could be with me. But let me put the third thing out here is that she could sit down with the animals and pet them, a lion, um, a lamb, um, tiger. She, I mean, one of, some of the greatest joys of her life is uh, to be able to pet animals and love on animals, and she loves animals. Uh, we went to Michigan last year on our 40-year anniversary and went camping in Michigan, and um, I noticed that she was uh, kind of down. I was trying to figure out why she was down. We're on a vacation. And uh, I, I found out that what would solve that problem I took her to an animal farm. <laughs> she had a great time. I mean, she perked up like you wouldn't believe. She uh, was petting these goats, and she was petting these camels, and she was petting all of these little, you know, little calf. I mean, she was petting all of these animals. And talking about a change in her, she just perked up, and she was having such a good time. It changed everything about her. So... Adam and Eve messed it all up. We could have been sitting in, in the Garden of Eden and petting animals that you can't even touch or get close to right now and having a good time with the Lord, good time together, eating of all of the fruits in the Garden of Eden. But because of their sin, uh, it, it affected all of us. But it says here in Genesis 2 and 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And that scripture, you have in that verse all three aspects of, of mankind. You have the body formed of the dust of the ground. You have the spirit in which the Lord breathed into it the breath of life. And you also, uh, in, in fact, the, one, the, the body and the spirit came together to, to, to form a soul. So when you look at this, you, you have body, soul, and spirit. And God put them in this garden with a perfect scenario. He gave them all authority over everything, over the animals, over the garden, to take care of the garden. The only thing he'd ask them to not do is not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And guess what they did? They ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And sin brought forth destruction and, and death. He said, if you eat of it, you're going to die. But did they die? Satan even said, he began to twist words around and said, will you surely die? Well, they didn't die physically, they died spiritually. They died of their authority and dominion 
over the garden that the Lord had given them. But I want you to notice something here. Satan saw that avenue because God gave him a choice in the Garden of Eden. He gave him a choice. You got all of this. I've given it all to you. You can have it. Just don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He gave them choice, a decision to make. I want to do what God wants me to do, or do I want to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and just test it out, see what it's all about? He opened up that avenue to give them a choice. Satan exploited that choice by tempting them and twisting the words around. One of, the, one of the first gifts God gave man was the ability to communicate and to talk with God. God placed man in a, in a home of Garden of Eden with everything that they had ever even think of, to dress it, to tend it, to keep the garden. And in that garden, there was no discord. There was no sickness. There was no sin. It was a perfect utopia. There was no disharmony. God made man a home where they could fellowship together with him. It was a beautiful place. But another voice came into the garden and Satan saw the opportunity to disrupt them with another voice because of decisions and a choice that God gave them. Now God showed trust in man by placing him there in the first place in the garden with the authority over everything. God also gave him a choice though. Man had it all but lost it because of sin and by bad choices. We must take it back through salvation. Take it back through walking in the Spirit. But the devil seen that opportunity in the choice of man and took advantage of that and told them half-truths about what God had said to them. It affected their mind. He was attacking their mind, which attacked their heart. It affected their whole soul. And when they made the choice to disobey and eat of the forbidden fruit, they spiritually died in the Garden of Eden. But in this story, notice, in this battle for the spirit of man, how Satan appealed to man's mind. He attacked them in, his, in, in their mind. Satan put the mind of man in opposition to the spirit of God. And they failed. He's still doing that today. Satan attacks our mind with carnality, with noise, with distractions now in our world. He attacks us in so many different ways. He's still attacking our minds. And if he could get our mind so uh, distracted on the world and on carnal things, and on the flesh, and the connection of the flesh with the carnal mind, if he can get us totally distracted in all of this, we won't see the gifts of the Spirit in operation like God wants it to be. So what does it mean for us today? It means we have a choice. We still have a choice. Either we can be obedient to God, or we can be obedient to our carnal mind that is telling us, you want this, you want this sin, you want that sin, you want this carnality in your mind, in your heart. But God's saying, I will give you all of this if you just be obedient. There's still a battle of the mind going on. And it's a battle between uh, the mind that is in the carnal mind, which is the enmity against God, when we allow the world and sin and carnality and, and flesh to control us, what's going to happen is we're going to not be spiritually sensitive when God speaks to us and be used in the spirit like we need to be used. When we allow things to be pumped in our mind and in our heart that is ungodly, that is against the will of God, that's against the word of God, and we entertain that, how could we be sensitive to the spirit of God? Amen? We can't be. But what God is wanting, he wants a church that is sensitive to the spirit of the Lord to hear his voice 
so that he can direct us to certain needs of people out there right now that are praying to God right now. God, give me something. I, I got to know if you even really exist. I need to hear a word that's going to help me in this deepest struggle that I'm in. I need to hear something. God, where are you? God, have you heard that before? Yeah, we probably even prayed that prayer before ourselves. I laid in bed. I've told you this before. I've laid in bed at night when I was a child and prayed, God, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want my family to go to hell. I, I don't want that. I, I, I want to go to heaven. I, please, God, I don't know how to get here. I don't know what to do exactly. I don't know how to find you. But God, I pray that you'll save my family. And it wasn't long after. It was probably just two or three weeks after that. God answered my prayer. We went to a revival service at the church there uh, in Springfield, Missouri, and I received the Holy Ghost, and it totally changed my life. It changed my family. My brother received the Holy Ghost. My mom received the Holy Ghost. My dad received the Holy Ghost. And we, 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 it just changed our family, changed our life. But we still have to overcome the battle of the carnal flesh. It's by choice. Make the choice. Walk in God. The spirit of Adam and Eve knew fellowship with God. The devil knew he could create an internal disharmony with the soul of man by affecting the mind. So what does it take in the day that we're living in to be able to see more miracles and wonders? It takes us going to an altar consistently in prayer. Don't give it up. Even if you don't feel it, Sister Connie, like you said, keep praying. Keep into the Word and put the Word of God in your heart so that our, our minds can be in tune with God. So we can hear the voice of the Lord. Matter of fact, pray every day, God, lead me to somebody that is in need. Give me a word that I can help somebody along the way. God is wanting us to go out and reach out into this community. There are hurting hearts right now that are out in this community that need God, and they're praying, and they're trying to find their way. They're walking around blind spiritually. They're trying to find their way, but they need a voice of a child of God that will speak to them and give them some direction, just like somebody did it for us. Thank God someone listened to the Lord and spoke to us. Amen. Because of the original sin, the battle between the mind and the flesh, or mind or the flesh, and spirit, it still rages inside a man but we can get control of it by putting godly things in our mind. It's all by choice. Our minds want to control us. Constant battle with the Spirit, it's enmity against God, but it wants to go contrary to the leading of the Spirit. But when we put the Word of God in us and we pray in the Spirit, speak in tongues, let God's glory flood us again, not just in church, but in our home when we're driving down the road. I have some of the greatest prayer meetings in my work truck driving down the road. Feeling God. Putting some things in our heart and mind. Putting the word in us. It's by choice. We want it. I know we do. We want it. And God wants it more than we want it. And he wants to use you and he wants to use me in the spirit. Just listen to that voice because he's speaking. Matter of fact, I believe he's speaking right now to us. And I also believe he's going to speak to you tomorrow morning when you pray. You read the word. He's going to give you some direction for the tomorrow. Tomorrow is Thursday. Thursday, a miracle can happen on Thursday by us putting God first and allowing him to speak through us and to us.
and lead us to somebody in need. What would it be like? How, how would it be uh, if you prayed for somebody and they were completely healed where the doctor said there's no more hope and a total miracle took place? How would it feel to be able to be used of God? We would be given God praise. It's not us. It's all about God. And God wants to work through us. He wants to do so many greater things than what he did as he walked upon this earth. Through you and me in this hour, 2023. He can come tomorrow. He can come next week. He can come next year. But we're living in the end time. It's time for the church to rise up and be the church. One together. Encourage one another in the spirit. Listen to God. And when he speaks... Step out. Do what he asks you to do. It might seem strange at times. <laughs> Sometimes it seems mighty strange. It was kind of strange asking my, my boss to pray. But when we did it, it changed, it changed his day. Hmm. What a miracle God did. Step out and see what God will do. Amen? Let's stand. Continuing in miracles, continuing in the Spirit. Amen. Let's lift our hands and thank God for what He is, is going to do and what He is, not just what He's going to do, but what He's doing right now. Oh, yes, God, we 